How do you learn who you really are? It's not found in books. It's found on the battlefield. What's up, warriors? Welcome back to the battlefield of the mind. My name is Rick, and I am here with my babe. So when we do our Hey Babe videos, this is my babe. This is my Andrea. And she is interviewing me today. So we're about to see how this goes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I have a lot of good questions, I feel like. You're the host, baby. You're the host right. with the most. Do the thing. So I was thinking about when it came to interviewing you, what are some of the things that I want to ask you? Um, we talk all the time, but I think that there is not enough information um, when it comes to the things that you really do on a daily basis. I think people will watch us on TikTok or they'll listen to your podcast and they can have an idea, but I don't think most people really get it. Um, other than, you know, the people that you train and the men that are in your group, they get it, but I don't think a lot of people really understand what you do. And so I wanted to just kind of start there and share with people, what is it that you do? Like, what does a day in the life of you look like? It's a, it's a hard question to answer. And here's the reason why is we've actually spent a lot of money on marketing companies and people to try to figure it out, but it's, uh, it's like one of those things, if you have a job that does a lot of things, like say uh, military, like I do military. Well, there's a lot of pieces to military. There's communications, there's Navy, there's Army, there's uh, there's Marines, there's SEALs, there's others, Rangers. You've got the whole spectrum, huge spectrum. And inside of each one of those, there's a whole bunch of jobs, everything from, you know, frontline killers to water filtration. Like it's all all through it. There's a lot. So to say, well, OK, well, if you're a military, what is it that you do? You're like, it's all right where do I begin? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to what I do, I do everything from, um, I write the programs, I build the programs, I do the calls, I do the deep work transformation. I go into the hells that people are working through and fight with them to get out. I train people to be proficient warriors. Um, it's not just a validation of emotions or feelings. We create community. We create camaraderie. We train differently. I don't need you to, to be super secretive. We found that when we train as a unit, when we train with a team, especially the men, we get 10 times more results. We get way faster. The guys connect with each other. We get more perspectives. We learn much more effectively. The curses that we hold on to are easier to break when we can look at it from different ways. Uh, we do everything, but also I do everything from like we write the books. I do the shows. I write the uh, the, all the, the, you know, the events that we have to do, I do the speeches, I do all of it. And so mm -hmm. we make the graphics, we do the websites, we do the, right. it's what I do is a very broad question and I have a really hard time answering it. But I think that there, but I think even with that, like writing the programs, that's, that is a lot of work. And I, I see how much time and energy you put into that. But I think the most rewarding part of it isn't that kind of stuff that you're doing, it's working with your men on a daily basis, right? I think, I think the hard part for this is people ask what you do, not what you are. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a harder question. Like if you think about that for a second, what, what are you? That's different than what do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, and this is why when people go, what do you do? We go to job, but what are you? Well, then people start getting a little more 
sometimes esoteric or sometimes more specific. You know, I am a father or I am a child of God or I am a warrior or I am a builder or I am something. And then we start getting into an identity of purpose. My purpose is to be able to go into hell and pull people out so they have a fighting chance to break the curses that their families have been held down by. I go into the nightmares that hold you down from any of your potential that becomes unused. This is the everything from the abuse, the abandonment, PTSD, the molestations, the suicidal thoughts, the addictions, the depression, the anxiety, the things that ruin your life. I show you how to kill them. They're beatable. Mm -hmm. And so what I do and who I am or what I am, I am a curse breaker. I am a warrior who will come in and teach you how to be the best pack leader and warrior yourself. And even today, we had huge successes, guys who were so pinned down by the societal push pushes for being a nice guy. And they finally are holding their ground. And they're like, it's the first time in my life I can say I am proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And he like, you know, one of the guys today is like, when I see you guys, I'm fucking kissing all of you. He's like, you guys helped me find the warrior inside of me. I hold my ground. I, I, I get respect now. My wife follows. The people who took advantage of me are backing off. He's like, I feel free for the first time in my life. And I'm like, that's that's what I am. I'm the guy who gives that to men. Mm -hmm. So I want to get into the societal pushes as well. But I think that for guys that are out there that are going through hell, right? Or maybe they're not going through hell. They're just having a, a tough moment in their life, right? How do they go about like booking the call? Like where did where would they go? It's a trick. We have a lot of different ways to do it. Generally, the easiest way to do it is on our website. Um, you can find the Calendly link. Mm-hmm. You'll talk to somebody. We don't use AI bots or anything. At least not at this moment. This is twenty twenty four when we did this recording. So yeah, you know, later there might be like no other option. But for right now, you'll talk to one of our warriors. Yeah, and and I think that maybe the point that I'm getting at is. With all this stuff that you're saying, all very important stuff, helping these these men, you know, find freedom in their lives and stand up for themselves and, and many other things. But I think the one of the most beautiful things that I see that you do is, and we do not talk about this enough because I would, and I've said this before, I'd put what you do against other people that are out there. And I guarantee you, you give them more support than I've ever seen any coach give and your men meet pretty much six days a week, right? We meet more than that. Right. <laughs> so every single day, even more than once, and there's, there's different things you, you have, right? But the main support group is a standing time every single day where your men jump on and they have a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this. It's not a program that, you have where you sign up, you watch a video, you come back, you talk about it, and then you don't see or talk to anybody else or have that support for another week, right? Until you learn the next lesson and you get the more information. You come back the next week and now you're talking about it. No, you do not only the group, the groups, right? To go over the information, but then you have daily conversations where people these men have the support of each other 
but also at any point you pair them up so they have a shield mate, right? We have options for right. shield mates, yeah. So what I'm trying to get at is there's so much community with these men to have each other's backs, to build this community. So no one goes through this alone. And I think that is something that's so beautiful about your program and what you do, because it doesn't, I've never heard of any other program existing this way. And I've done a couple programs on my own. It doesn't, it doesn't operate like that. Mm -hmm. Your people are not there. In fact, when the class is over, everyone disperses. People say they'll keep in contact. You don't hear from those people. They don't even follow up to check on you. I was doing that for a while. I'm like, okay, and I see that I'm not getting a response here. Okay. And then you disconnect where your men, I've never seen anything like it. Like the program's over and guys that have graduated from that first class jump into a next one because they want to be part of that community because that's where they find, what would you call it? It's There's for a, the men, the camaraderie. camaraderie but, but more than that, we, we as men require belonging, value, and purpose. We require it. And so we have to have something that like we belong to and it matters. And so that's what we've created and we found that. And it, it's faster. We have people, even today, I have people who are like, I've been doing therapy for 15 years. And even just a few weeks here has given me more growth than 15 years of therapy. Just to, to kind of be clear, too, I don't call myself like a life coach or a, or whatever it would be. People try to classify it. We're still trying to figure out what we are because it's not regular. This isn't a traditional therapy. It's not a clinical psychology. It's not a psychiatry. This isn't life coach. This isn't motivational speaking. Um, it's not a support team. It's like it's something different. What we're doing is creating a, a, a community is the closest word to it of real, hard ass, amazing leaders, warriors who will stand for what is right, who will fight against injustice, who will do the right thing to make sure their people are good. Not about who is right, but what is right. They stand their ground on what they believe is best for their people. And they do not require everyone's validation or approval to do the right thing. I train real warriors. And so, like, it's really amazing to watch the amount of growth and productivity and confidence, raw confidence, when they know how to defeat the hardest battles in their mind. It's fear. It's doubt. It's worthiness. It's anger. It's depression. It's the, you know, the things that destroy the dreams. It's the heartbreaks that they could never get over. It's the abandonment that they rule their life with. It's the isolation that kills them with suicidal thoughts. It's very different when you belong. The guys who have suicidal thoughts, when they plug in, especially into the nighttime support where you just hang out, you just hang. You're one of the boys. And they're cool guys. This isn't a bunch of nonsense. It's cool guys. And you're you're one of them. You're one of us. We've had guys that, like, I don't have any friends. I got nothing, man. I'm isolated. I'm alone. And now you're hanging out with guys who are healthy, solid, build each other up. And now you belong somewhere. The suicide calls have stopped. It's been over a year since we've had a true, like, I think that I'm going to end it tonight call because all of those guys now have a place they belong. And those thoughts don't get to win anymore. Now you have a team that fights it together and they start to realize that they have a value that's beyond what their general circumference of influence is. They reach us further and you matter to somebody. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's pretty powerful. And to to say that you haven't had any suicide calls in over a year is is huge. There used to like, be a lot. That's, you used to hear them. Yeah, in the middle of the night. There used and, to be often. Yeah. And and I think that's also what's so great is that no one's ever going to find themselves with someone that's not jumping in to help them or to and it could be in the middle of the night mm-hmm. like these guys are there for each other on holidays. Like there's moments, you know, on Thanksgiving morning or or Christmas morning or certain holidays where some of these guys are alone and you're like, Hey, I'm going to jump on with the guys for an hour just to make sure no one's spending their holiday alone. That's the part that I just, I, I love about the community that you give to your men. And again, I, I've never seen anything like it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, because I think it's, it, we don't talk about that enough. And I think that's one of the biggest parts of what you do. It's, yeah, it's the entertaining part is the entertaining part. Why are you smiling like that? <laughs> I'm just loving my baby being an interviewer. I'm just watching where you're going to go, babe. So I do want to talk about, you know, we get into like societal pushes and I do want to kind of transition into that a little bit. And I, I want to start with, what are you seeing your guys, um, what do you guys talk about as far as like the si- si- oh my gosh I can't say it societal pushes that you guys see? Um, there's a lot more observation. Men are logical, and so we're watching and we try to understand. And then once we understand, we go, "What do we think is best?" And we do a thing that's different. This isn't Rick's group. And just so people think like this is like some sort of like Rick dictatorship. It's nothing to do with that. <laughs> this is like. This is just, it's like, I operate a lot more like Camelot rules and you can agree or disagree. And I give zero fucks what you care. It's how I operate. It's a round table. We all put our swords on the table. Everyone gets a say and you should challenge me just like I challenge you. Everybody gets equal say. And my warriors who have been around a long time, they will directly go. I don't agree with you, man. I think it's this. And we're supposed to. There is no, like, you didn't agree with me, you're out. We have no blame, no shame, no judgment as part of our creed for a reason. Mm -hmm. I deserve to be challenged because I reserve the right to change my mind with new information. And so, yeah, we have a very different thing. Societal things that come up for us, we put it on the table as a unit, all of us. There'll be 20, 30, 40, 50 guys who are sitting there going, what are you guys seeing with this? And what it is is a collaboration of alphas, not abusive asshole beer can crushing fuck everybody alphas no pack leaders every man has a family every man has a some sort of organization they run themselves they could be business owners they could be a crew runner they're a leader in some way shape or form even if it's just i have one kid i don't care if it's you got two dogs like you're still an alpha you're still the leader so what kind of leader are you And when you gather a bunch of alphas in a room who respect each other in a way where we can challenge each other to grow by sharing best practices, you grow exponentially. The reason why is every book you read, pick a book. It doesn't matter. Uh, If I write a read a book from somebody who guys like, I don't know, 60 years old when he wrote it, he just put a book down with 60 years of his information, 60 years of life experience. And he's like, this is what I found. And I read that book and say it takes me a couple days. I just advanced my brain 60 years of thought. Now multiply that by however many books you've read. Now I've read 100 books, right? If I read 100 times 60, I'm like 6,000, right? I'm 6,000 years of information now, right? And you're like, oh, man, I'm really, I have a lot of information. Now multiply that by 50 guys who all have that. We're at 
hundreds of thousands of years of information in one phone call, and we're all exchanging experiences, best practices, things that have worked, things that do not work. We're sharing the things that have had the outcomes and results that have been the best. And then you can hear from 10 or 20 different perspectives with huge amounts of information, all sorted, all organized. And then you can go, I've heard all of your points of view. Let me take the one that feels the most authentic to my fighting style, and I'm going to try it that way with my pack. When you have these kinds of groups, it makes it so when you see the normal everyday bullshit, it becomes really difficult to be defeated by it because our awareness is too high and good leaders aren't going to just fall for everybody's temper tantrum or people's outbursts or when people tell you what you should or shouldn't do when you know what is right over who is right. And when you bring an idea like this, like my wife said, or my girlfriend said, or this person said, or my mom said, or whoever said, or my best friend said, or somebody did, or whatever they did, and you bring that to the group, we look at it from all these different directions, and the wisest man in the room will see it from multiple perspectives. This makes you an alpha that is able to see in hundreds of thousands of years of information in just one hour. Mm-hmm. sometimes 30 minutes, and now you are the wisest leader. There's a, I don't always get biblical, but if I go Solomon on this one and I go into Proverbs 24, verse 3, was it 5? Verse 5. Now, this is the NLT version. Pick your Bible. Uh, there's all different ones. Say it differently. But in Proverbs 25, 24, um, I'm, I'm Let me say it right, guys. Proverbs 24, verse 5. The wise are mightier than the strong, and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. And we use this as part of our our, our guideline of like, yeah, you're a strong dude on your own, Mm -hmm. but the smarter are much stronger, and you become wiser with wise counsel, with wise guidance team up with all of the advisors you've got, then make the best choice you can once you've looked at it from as many ways as you possibly can look at it. And I'm like, this makes you the best leader because it's not just you based on the experience of your parents, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is you were exposed to from TV or YouTube or whatever your influences are. You're sitting there now and you can do real life, real work on social and society nonsense And then go back into battle to protect your pack with information you never would have known before. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the Bible, we get asked this question a lot. Is this group um, Christian-based? It is not Christian-based. It took me 38 years to find God, so I do not judge people's journey. I am Christian, but I follow Christ. This doesn't mean I worship a building. It means I listen to the practices of Christ himself. And that gets into a different part of beliefs, but I don't believe that a building and church, because even our, our spirit side, you have a soul. You have one. I don't care what you believe. You have one. And that's how we connect. And a lot of us have to repress it because we grew up in churches or people's beliefs where they use God to their advantage. God even says, or I should say Jesus even says in Matthew 7 at the end of it, that there will be false prophets and people who do all these things in God's name. And he's going to say, you're not one of mine. You, you get away from me. You, you break God's laws. You don't even try. You, mm-hmm. you abuse in God's name. And so people have a lot of church hurt. 
My Thursday night, as it stands, I have two of my leaders. One of them is a doctorate in theology. He is very, very well-versed in all religions. Mm -hmm. And then another guy was a Hebrew pastor for the Dead Sea Scrolls, knows his stuff. He's very, very smart. And both of them are like, we don't believe in church. We create our church by gathering together. And it's like a gathering of more than two men. That's, we're in church. Doesn't matter where we are. We can be in a restaurant or we can be on Zoom or we can be in person. He's like, we're doing God's work now. So is that a Christian group or a church group? That's not what we are because we have guys who are also not Christian. Mm -hmm. They're right. not. And that's okay too because I want a gathering of minds. Mm -hmm. But we don't neglect each other's soul spirits and we don't judge on beliefs because I don't judge your journey. It took me a long time to find it. So I can't tell you what you should or shouldn't do or who you should believe or not believe in. You'll yeah. find it as you find you. And I think I was going to say that too. Your your creed is no blame, no shame, no judgment, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have someone coming in that has a different religious belief or different relationship, and it, that's part of your creed, right? And I know you and your guys, so you don't you don't break creed and you stand very firm on that. And I think that's so important because so many people are are have different beliefs and mm -hmm. you single out one you're doing just that you're you're judging someone's belief system or you know or shaming their belief system and so i think that creed um for your group is is so strong and i hear you say it over and over and over <laughs> especially when people get in tough situations no blame no shame no judgment because you'll find i think people sometimes naturally and i know i'm guilty of this too if you do something that didn't feel good, you start to shame yourself, right? Or blame yourself or judge yourself, right? And I think not only do you guys use that creed for each other, but you remind your men not to use it against themselves. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. Blame, shame, and judgment is, uh, it just wastes time for healing. Yeah. It gets in the way. Believe what you believe. My uh, my belief system is still routed in free will is the game, which is why I think even if it comes to re rewiring your own belief systems, even about yourself or how you see the world or whether it be racism, sexism, whatever you believe, it doesn't matter how you believe in business, how you believe in friendships, what you believe in anything. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that everything is a choice at the end of it. You get to have the free will to decide how you're going to handle or how you, you know, treat any situation. So where you are in your journey is not for me to judge because it took me a long time to understand myself. And now that I do, it's a lot easier for me to accept people when they're in their journeys. And a lot of times you can see the more wounded someone is, the more blame, shame, and judgment they try to force onto others mm -hmm. because they seek compliance because they aren't healed. And we also train to have the armor up for these kinds of attacks because people will try and tell you what you should do, but they don't know themselves. Mm -mm. And it's easier to initially, I, I think maybe um, artificially, it's easier to put that blame on somebody else rather than to have to feel your own pain. <laughs> Yeah, it's easier, it's just so twisted. easier to point yeah. the finger than have to, to at somebody else. Than but no, it's work. you because I'm in pain, but it's going to be your fault. So that way we don't talk about mine. But don't look at me. Yeah. Look at yourself. Yeah, I can't be it. I can't be bad. No, you're bad. All right. The next thing I want to get into. So let's say a guy's in your group, right? And they have a spouse. Okay. I know. I, lo I, lo <laughs> I, I love it because um, prior to one thing you guys <laughs> don't see is how much um, 
he lets me know how easy it is for background noise. So I'm sitting here holding this microphone so tight. My hand is sweating because I'm afraid <laughs> I'm that I was like breathing too loud in this microphone or like my hand is going to like, I don't know, like I'm trying to be very quiet. And then you pick up that water bottle. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Warrior, thank you so much for being a part of the information that we have. And you're part of our story as we are a part of yours. It's very much an honor to be able to connect with each other. If you want to know more or you want to get started with working with me or working with our warriors so that you can begin your path to authenticity, strength, leadership, and accountability, this is the way. Together, we are way stronger. Now you get to choose. Do you go forward or keep doing what you've always done? If you stay where you're at, hey, click on some of the stuff and follow what it is. We got motivational stuff. We've got podcasts. We've got more things. Just subscribe and do the stuff and we'll keep you updated. But if you want to start going in, start jumping into what our programs offer and start your journey and being the hero in your own story. More ice than I anticipated. There was. (laughs) So I'm like, forget this. Now it's a party. I'm going to be dropping this mic and everything. Um, (laughs) Let's go. All right. So we need a good mic drop, babe. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So my question to you is you work with men. If they have a spouse or they're in a relationship with someone, what advice would you say? to the spouse that is supporting their partner as they go through this journey? It's really hard. This is hard on both sides. For starters, the people who come into to my groups, it's not a um, <clears throat> rah-rah, happy sunflowers, everything's awesome, find you and be free group. It's a battle. You have a fight inside of you. Can I add something to that really quick? Because, no. Um, let me just add something <laughs> to that because I think you bring up a really good point just by saying that in other groups that I've seen, even groups that I've been into, the way that it goes is here's the work. Let me listen to you. And I listen. I take it in. And then the person on the other side says, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And then maybe a follow-up question, right? But nothing too like firm as far as a follow-up question, but just kind of, it, it seems very like rainbow like just like very light surface. you know surface yeah surface, that's probably sure. yeah very surface i don't want to offend for what it'll stay surface oh surface oh because rainbow yeah i just light. <laughs> i was thinking like light airy get out you of said, here for what yeah i don't get it okay so no, I, I get it okay um i lost my train of thought oh so the thing that i i've seen you do with your men is that you do challenge them mm-hmm. and you do it in such a smart way. So it gets people thinking very differently than they've ever thought before, or maybe not even know that, 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 that is within them. It's something that you see. And that's one thing that you're able to connect with these men um, so quickly and be able to see what they have going on, but you don't just sit there and just take it in and, and agree with them and say, okay, that must be rough. You don't acknowledge, right. The emotions that they have, which I know is a whole nother topic. We but acknowledge you do, the emotions. They're there. Right. I just said it's a whole nother topic. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but you do challenge back. And I think that's what's so good about your program too. So anyway, go ahead. Do you remember the original question? I do. How do they support your spouse? <laughs> okay, good. So like, 
when we are training with our guys, it's important to know that when they're going through this, especially by the time they get to the last part of the program, first I teach them to know themselves so they understand who they are. Then I have to teach them who they have to fight. This means we get into the parts of us that are in there for grieving and the enemies within that attack us like doubt, fear, excuses, distractions. You have to understand what they are, how they work. You have to understand too to catch your triggers, fear, uh, or the fight, flight, freeze, fawn. You have to understand when are those? How are they working? How do I do it? That way you can also catch yourself that you just got me. Damn it. I'm triggered right now. And we have to understand ourselves well enough before you get in the ring with whatever thing you have to fight. And some of the things, some of them are curses that require to be shattered. They have to be broken. A generational curse that's been going on for decades and decades, hundreds of years for your family, or it could be uh, a trauma that needs to be addressed or a loss that needs to be uh, honored and go, you have to go through all the emotions for, or it could be um, a demon. There's something in there. There's a pain. There's a memory that's so evil and so dark. We have to kill it. And there can be dragons. There are things in people in people's lives that just burn the fucking village. They destroy everything. It destroys your soul. It destroys your confidence. It destroys your self-worth. It destroys your income. It destroys your everything, everything. And there are people in your life who are dragons. And just having them in your life, they just naturally destroy everything you are. If you don't know what these things are, how do you fight them? Mm -hmm. The reason this isn't therapy is I don't just have you talk about your feelings and then time is up. I have to train you to fight as your warrior type first. Know what it is that you've got coming up. And once you start opening that up, you have to go through some of the hardest fights, things that have been there for 20, 30, 40 years, and you have to go fight it. Now, I do not fear these. I'll come in right next to you. If there's a dragon, I have killed them. If there are demons, I will fight them with you. I have killed many. I have fought them back. If there are curses to be broken, I will show you the way to break that curse. There are specific things that need to be done. If there is something you need to let go, I will give you the space to be able to open those white knuckles and let go of the pain you've been holding on to for years. So when your person's going through this, it's fucking hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you're going to start seeing a wounded version of them, a, par a part of them that is on guard, ready to fight because you, they're in a battle right now. And I see a lot of spouses and partners, both men and women, where they won't understand what their partner is going through. And it will also reveal the type of partner you're with. This means they're very needy, selfish, controlling, bitter, blame, shame, and judge. You're going to see what kind of partner you're with. When I'm talking to the partners to remove these things, when somebody is going into battle, you are taught to be encouraging, graceful, supportive, understanding, back your shit off. Don't get in the way of their sword when they're fighting. They have difficult things to do. You don't want to compound that onto your partner. This is both men and women. Both have done these battles. You do not want to get in the way of your warrior who's going through a difficult battle. Otherwise, you will catch collateral damage. Don't be so selfish that a person who's going through the toughest fight of their life now has to take on your burdens because you can't slow down. Mm -hmm. It's your turn to encourage. It's your turn to support. It's your turn to give grace. Let them go through this and be there for them. And if you ever have the courage to go into battles, my warriors will be their turn to be supportive, understanding, 
grace, give grace and give gracefulness. Be cool as fuck when you're in it. Understand you're going to have tough moments and to be there for you while you go through it because your fight is in you and it's not with me. But a lot of times when people are revealing their hurt, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And it's not somebody needs to do something for me. It shows you how not okay you are for you. This yeah. is going to reveal the health of your relationship, by the way. It's mm -hmm. hard. But I think even hearing that for, for some couples, they could be like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. No, they don't. <laughs> some of them don't. So what because would... what it will do is reveal that you're not a healthy partner. Yeah. And they don't want the truth exposed. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's over. Right? No, or, there's hope. Yeah. The, you require what well, the rule number four, the creed is willingness. Do you have the willingness to do the work to fight for what is worth fighting for? Mm -hmm. And if you are in a damsel mode, both a male and female, if you're just waiting for everyone to come save you, you want everyone else to do the work for you and you just get the benefits of other people doing hard work. You may not be a good partner. And what I've seen, and this is something I struggle with is that we're responsible for more breakups and divorces than saved marriages. Now, we do have saved marriages. I was going to say. And yeah. we do have saved relationships. We do have ones where both partners say, we are both going to fight to grow. Mm -hmm. But what happens a lot of times is when people come in, they're very unhealthy, especially the, the men. They'll come in very unhealthy. No boundaries, no understanding of self. They have very low self-esteem, low self-worth, no purpose, no no mentors, no idea what the hell they're supposed to do, no clue. And they have no idea how to even begin. And so once they start understanding their true self, they start finding confidence in who they are, start believing in themselves. They start getting healthier in the way they respond instead of react to things. They don't get so angry. Mm -hmm. They're not loose cannons. They're not hurting people anymore. They're being more uh, cognitive in their behavior and they're doing things deliberately and tactical. They don't give fucks away freely. I give a fuck about that. or give a fuck about that. We're tactical in our fucks. We give them, we call them tactifucks. They were tactical. <laughs> I will give a fuck appropriately. I don't give them to everything though. Mm -hmm. Some things are not a big deal, so I'm not going to let it control me. As a guy starts becoming a better leader and more healthy, it will reveal where he was when he had his mate. Now, remember, women have hypergamy. This means you date equal or up. So that means your guy, you believe, is at some point is at your level or better. And so if he's going way better, women oftentimes freak out. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you're getting better, what does that do for me? It'll reveal the woman. Now, you are both unhealthy, so he's not better than you when you start. You're both at the same level. But when he starts growing exponentially faster, you now have a choice. And this is where it, it reveals the relationship. Some women go, I will start working too. I'll work on my stuff. It's not work on things for him. It's work on her things for her. So you're both moving up together. Now he's going to go faster. Ladies, I don't care what you say. I'll take the, I'll take the debate. Men are three to five, even 10 times faster at doing this. We're built for progress. It's how we are. We process logically and it goes quicker. Women, they still get there, but it takes much, much longer. You process emotionally and it's the long way. It just always is. It's not good or bad. It just is. But since hypergamy system is date equal and up, him going faster works to your advantage. And all he wants is effort. He doesn't need perfection. Mm -hmm. Our guys are like, I see my baby trying. I don't need you to be at my level. We don't have hypergamy. 
I don't need you to be at my level. I just need you to have effort that you're trying to get better for you so we can grow as a team. And that's been very, very successful for some couples. It's very revealing for the other ones Mm -hmm. because some women don't want to grow. They just want to be taken care of. And the guy growing will start going, hey, babe, come with me. And she'll start sabotaging his his growth. But but even that's that statement of if women want hypergamy, right, Mm -hmm. and the guy starts to grow. Are you saying then, like, that sounds like that's great for women, right? But are you saying then the men are like, hey, I also want you to get healthy with me. And the women are saying, no. Like, is that happening? Yes. What is their reasoning? Do you know what their reasoning would be why they don't want to grow? It, It doesn't seem like a logical reasoning. It doesn't sound like that to me, and I don't even know what the reason is. It doesn't, <laughs> but I, seem, but it doesn't seem logical. Your spouse or significant other is growing, and they're like, this feels really good. You don't understand the freedom that you're going to have from this. Come with me. And they're like, no. Well, remember, the hardest fight for both is denial. And out of all of the parts to it, anger, depression, anxiety, denial is the hardest for both because truth is the hardest thing for people to process. For men, denial of their humanity, their emotions, we suppress our feelings. And so whenever men have to go in and work on their feelings, it's like the hardest battle for them. They're like, ah, that's been closed off since I was really little. I know I can't cry because that's called weak or you're a pussy. I know I can't be too vulnerable because it's taken for granted or taken advantage of. As a man, we very rarely get empathy at all. And so we have to suppress so much of who we are in order to appear strong and desirable to a mate. We have to stop being what we are in that, the the humanity element of it. But we are big hearted. We are feelers. We are givers. And so like we have to suppress so much of our goodness in order to, you know, be chosen. Women are the other way around. You guys have burden of beauty which means you can't just be what you are because it needs to match a specific look to get attention or attraction. And that means in order to fit in and get approval, especially from other women, you end up conforming or changing yourself to be what a social norm or what is, you know, like socially beneficial for you. Because, you know, like you work in makeup industry or you work in industries where like their beauty is necessary. And you've even said like they have sent people home for not wearing makeup Mm -hmm. because their face does not represent beauty. That's an interesting sentence to me. That means she cannot be what she really is because that is bad because your real face is not beauty. You need to look like we say you do so that you represent beauty again. That by itself creates an entire belief system that she needs to create an entire mask in order to be loved. She cannot be her. Or accepted. Or accepted. You won't. Yeah. yeah. Well, just you're not good. You're not good as you are. You need to be as we tell you to be and you will be compared. You will be judged. You will be, you know, shamed into compliance. So that way you fit in. And you've seen your social circles and you've seen also the girls have seen where like they'll be nice to your face. And then when you leave, that one girl is always going to say some gossipy shit or talk something behind their back. The ladies are not healthy. So they put masks on and denial of truth for themselves. Mm -hmm. They cannot deal. 
That's why yeah. it takes so much longer is denial is protection for women because it creates a persona or an image that yep. isn't true. So if that's the case, then in going back to the relationship in them choosing to not want to grow, they, they can't, it, it'll expose it's, them. Right. That's my point is that they are choosing not to because even the person that married them, right? Like it, it logically doesn't make any sense, even as a woman. If you're saying your husband's like, I'm growing and she's like, I'm not because I, I'm, I have denial of like, if you really know the real me, you won't be accepted. Well, it's accept me for me, except even me. though it's not really you. Right. Exactly. And you have the person that says he loves you the most saying, come on this journey with me. Mm -hmm. I've changed. You've seen a difference in me. Although the, the journey hasn't been always easy, you see where we're going, right? Mm. The the guide to lead that. And I still don't understand as a woman why you wouldn't be like, okay, husband, you want this for us. You're opening up to me. I've seen changes in you. I understand your intention is also to want me to grow and they're still like foot in the mud. It's because they're worried about loss from a judgment that my men don't do. But for what, though, if, no, if the idea is to baby, grow? Process what I said. They're worried about a loss from a judgment that men don't do. Just think about mm -hmm. that for a second. Because You're going to lose something yeah. because of an opinion or a judgment they're afraid of that never happens. So I wonder this. I wonder if that is is true. Is it really concerning their husband or their community that they surround themselves in because themselves. their husband's not looking at them like that, Guys but maybe it's your friends. And mm -hmm. so you're then basically bypassing the person that you're supposed to give and care for and love the most for someone's outside opinion that doesn't control anything in your household, doesn't pay your bills, mm -hmm. doesn't provide anything for you other than artificial acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. It That's so, my judgment is so dumb. <laughs> it doesn't seem logical. Yeah. No. Okay. Interesting. That's very interesting. But it has made it so we've had marriages fall apart. Today's uh, societal push on women to um, you can do everything without a man. You don't need a man, all that stuff. Um, it is making it so women believe that they don't have to do anything. They should be loved for who they are, but they also want to be rated for what they do. And that's a contradictory system. Mm -hmm. I, they they really do. This is it's like, do you want me to love you for who you are, or do you want me to actually measure based on what you do? And the truth is, and I'm, I will put the Pepsi challenge down for a very very large majority, not all. There are some women who will outwork the shit out of people. You are one of them. Mm -hmm. There are some women who will run a circle around just about anybody. But a vast majority, if you want me to go your housework versus his very dangerous job, who does more, you're not going to win. He did 90 hours, but you did 90 dishes. You know, it's like not the same. It, it's not. not. Same. And take the emotion out. Look at it logically. It's it's not the same. It's not. And I think that, you know, I can relate to that statement because I've been that woman that has had to do a lot of things by myself. I've had to work full time. I've had to provide for the family. I've had to take care of my kids and make sure everybody is taken care of with the the part of you know, letting myself not be the best person I am. Right. So everything comes before me is what I'm trying to say. And also before I met you, I also had the mentality of, 
men like, what do you need a man for? Like, all they're going to do is hurt you or all men cheat. Like, that was my thing. And that was my belief system. I'm like, you can't trust a man, you know? So if anything is going to get done, you're going to have to do it. Like, I have to do it. I have to figure it out. And it's really opened my eyes. Your men's group has really opened my eyes to see men in a different way. Like, I was like, wait a second, men do have feelings? Wait a second, men do come to your group and say, how can I be better for her? Like, it really was like, it shook me up a little bit. Now here I am today saying, I do want a man to lead me. I don't want to have, I can, I can do it, but I don't want to have to do it. As a woman, it's exhausting. We're not made to do everything. We're not made to work around the clock like crazy and then do everything else. We're not. And we need our teammates. We need our men because ladies, you cannot do everything a man can do. You just cannot. There's no way you can. So I think as women, we have to like humble ourselves a little bit to really look at what is rather than just what we see on social media of these women. I know you talk about this often about being the boss babes and like, yeah, girl, like you can do it. You don't need a man. Yeah, you do. Well, let's just let's because you're more plugged in than I am on some of the the social media stuff. Mm -hmm. I I avoid it because there's a lot of bad behavior. I shouldn't say you don't need a man. Them not saying that they don't need a man. I guess my my point is not almost being like anti-man where they ha- feel like they can do everything themselves. Sure. No, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you, baby. All right. So <clears throat> what would you say if you were to describe the behavior of a boss babe? Like, you know, like you're in a, in a society or in, even in a, in a world where this information is pushed, like even mm-hmm. in just your career, it's very glamorized that it means or it looks or it is a certain thing. But like, you know, opinion wise, I understand this is very subjective. What are you seeing? Because you're you're way deeper than I am on that sphere. Mm-hmm. What is a boss babe or a bad bitch or what does that stuff look like? What is it? What is it in your opinion? To me, I think I can really simplify it as. And again, I hate to use so many judgmental terms, but it's it's one sided and it's selfish behavior. Is it, um, are they nice? Are they kind? Not no, <laughs> not usually. And again, it's selfish behavior. I'm looking out for me. It's only about me. I'm going to build my empire, and I don't need anybody else to help me do it. I'm going to do it alone. It's a lonely empire. It's a lonely empire, right? <laughs> and it's selfish behavior. Like as women. We are naturally, we are supposed to be the nurturers, like the kind ones, like to be loving and and kind and nice. Like this whole building an empire, like and being that boss babe, I, I see it as as very selfish behavior. You're not, who else are you thinking about? I am asking. I really don't. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see it as being. I personally wouldn't be proud of that behavior for myself. That just it's not something. And I can take care of my own shit. Like very capable of taking my care of my own shit. But you will not hear me say ever that I'm a boss babe or I'm like. No, like. You can do that and you can you can still have a career as women, but you can also be kind and nice and sweet and empathetic. You know, it's possible. 
I just, I don't see a lot of that happening out in society often. Well, I, I look at it as it's not about the circumstances that define you. They reveal you to yourself. And if you're watching the behavior of people who have fought, and this is where I look at women's rights, women have fought. They have fought for the ability to have equal say, equal pay, equal ability to start your own company, sure. to do any career that you want. There's women who really did fight. There are bras that have been burnt. There are protests that have happened. There are things that women had to go through that were very difficult to give the right mm -hmm. to be able to say that now, by law, I am equal. Um, not every woman wanted suffrage, but now they have it. And now there's they've had to change the rules for ladies too, but ladies are like, all right, now we can have say. They don't want to do the work anymore. They want the authority. They want power. They don't want responsibility. Yes. They want power. They, they want power. They want the say, but can't back it up. And well, I think right. that's exactly what happens. A world without our men being strong men, may I add, the men that are upcoming right now seem very weak. We have a lot of weak men out there. I have a theory. Yes, please because tell women me. have been able to start having a say, and this was like from the seventies to eighties, nineties, it started to shift, and now in the last twenty years, it's really come into fruition, where it's a very feminine energy. And with that, you're starting to see a removal of fathers from the home. Mm -hmm. You're starting to see guys who are in extremely difficult positions, not saying right or wrong, just difficult because strength is now shamed. You cannot use physical aggression and without being shamed. So boys don't hit girls. That went from a thing men decided to do because women can't take it. So we decided we're going to police each other. Don't hit girls. We mm -hmm. decided men did that. Women didn't make that. That was a privilege that we created for our women. Don't hit girls. We don't hit our girls. Now, Bob and Joe down at the bar will 30 styles box and beat each other's ass for two hours, drink a beer, and then go home. And that's no problem. They could take the hits. But you, Cheryl can't take one solid. She's out cold and her eyes all fucked up. Like, eh, it's not good to hit our girls. It right. doesn't look good for us. We don't like it. It makes me feel bad. It's not how we're built. So we stopped hitting girls. Well, now that's turned into the shield to create abuse when people have entitlement. You don't hit a girl because we're stronger than you. No, you're not. No, that was a kindness. <laughs> that was us choosing not to hurt you. And now girls think guys don't hit girls because we're weak. Well, that's weird. And so now we have guys who are being abused more than women. The numbers mm -hmm. are starting to come out where women are abusing more than men under the guise of guys won't hit back. That's not because they are weak. It's because they are strong. But women are showing what happens when they have equality, when they have power, when they have authority. They are not kind and nurturing. They are not empathetic. They are not considering their whole pack. They're considering just themselves. They are showing, and I'm watching, and my hypothesis is, it is revealing that women are not natural leaders. Can women lead in extenuating circumstances? Yes, but are they built to? You're watching the women who were the most successful, the self-made millionaires, the women who built the law firm, the women who did all the badass work, the boss babes who actually did it, not all the, the fakeness. They really, they really did it. They succeeded. And they're like, it's hard for me to date now because I've put myself out of the dating world. I'm not because of my success, but because of my personality. 
Mm-hmm. I'm uh, competing at all times. I'm unapproachable. I'm not kind to be near. Men aren't finding me fun to be around. I'm not interesting to them because I'm coming with the same energy another guy does. Yeah. And they're like, I can't find a mate. And then they have their own hypergamy level for finances and success, which means their only options are in the top 1% of men. And those guys have the most options. So why would they choose the most competitive, angry, cold, selfish, self-centered, all about me, boss, babe, I don't give a fuck about you, get mine. Why would they choose that girl when they can choose a compassionate, kind girl who really will be appreciative of the kind of man he is? Like you're, you took yourself out of the dating sphere because you're bringing the same thing to the table he does. And a top 1% guy doesn't need your money. Hell, top 20% of men, we're not, we don't give a fuck. I don't need your fucking money. It's not, it's not attractive. I'm not going to go on a date and go, so you make like six figures. How much of that's my cut? Mm-hmm. That's not a good dating strategy. You know, a woman who has that kind of level of success, they will just swipe that dude out. So your money and your, you know, your degree and your success, those are yours, but they're not good dating strategies because guys don't get anything from that. The only guys who get anything from that is probably gay guys because they both like, they both do the exact same thing and then they both like each other for it. So that's probably about where it goes. Like that's where advantage gays. I'll give them that one. When Ant told me that one, I was like, all right, well played. Yeah. (laughs) Well played. You got it. So this is a tough thing when you're watching what women are getting attacked from for societal pushes to be this thing that even if you win, you push yourself out of attractiveness and they want to blame men. They blame men for like, well, you just can't handle it. It's like, I don't think you're getting it. (laughs) I don't think you're, you're not fun to be around. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's loud behavior that's happening in with women. And I'd like your opinion on that as far as, do you think this is a majority or just what, what is being the loudness about? So you have the women on that side, right? The boss, babe, the boss bitch side, right? Then you also have the other, the other side of things too, where women starting very young. And even I've seen this like into forties where they're on social media and social media, of course, is seems to be a common denominator with most things lately, but are on their shaking their butts. Right. And, and, doing whatever behavior they have only fans, right? There's, so there's a lot of that behavior too, that's happening. Do you think with both of those, with the boss babe situation, and then these other women, do you think that's the majority or do you think that they're just being the loudest? Um, I, I don't know the exact numbers. I do know that it's loud. Mm-hmm. I do know it is. And while it may be, uh, it may start off as the fringe concept. And even let's just be super conservative. Let's say it's like 15%. You know, mm-hmm. let's just say that's what it is. Well, that 15% gets a lot of attention and women are going to gravitate towards what will give them more attention. And so I think you're going to be seeing a very, very big influx of just regular girls who are going into pornography for attention. Because they can do it safely. They don't have to be strippers in a bar anymore. They can do it from their, you know, their bedroom. They can do it from their bathroom. You know, they can be in their own place and nobody can get them. They're not in danger anymore and they can get attention and money. And they don't even, they can, they have people who run the OnlyFans accounts who are talking to guys and they're getting direct interaction. They're paying for interaction. And so there are 
you know, women who are starting off who will just take their clothes off. Regular women don't even have to be like hot, hot. Like everyone's got a different, you know, uh, attraction or fetish or things that they like. So even very like say really big girls. Well, there's dudes who love that. So everyone's everyone's got their niche. And so you can get attention from your own home and get thousands and thousands of people who pay attention to you all of a sudden. Well, that's a very big allure, especially if you have self-esteem issues or you, you know, don't feel like you look as pretty or have comparisons. Well, now you can go and do a thing that compromises, you know, some value of yourself and gets attention that makes you feel good for something you would normally not feel good for. Like being unhealthy now becomes sexy to some, you know, this niche of guys who like uh, the big girl. Mm -hmm. And I mean like big girl, I'm talking like 400 plus, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I'm talking like, I'm not talking about a girl who's got a little extra weight. I'm talking about like, like she uses the scooter at Walmart. I'm talking like, like, (laughs) like that's a big girl. And so when it starts getting into those areas, like she's five, two, 400, that's a niche for some dudes. They, they love it. And so she'll get that attention. And so it gets into the full spectrum all the way from the super little girl to the very big girl. Now the attention is free. Mm -hmm. You can just get it and you don't have to touch anybody. You don't have to sleep with anybody. You can do it right from home. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a big allure. And especially if they are an attractive girl. The allure is you can make six figures just by compromising yourself, you know, sexually. What do you think is going to be the cost of this behavior Uh, as people grow up? The kids pay. I think the kids will pay. Can you imagine being eighth grade and your mom's a porn star? Mm -mm. Oh, man. Seventh and eighth graders are fucking brutal. Can you imagine? I'm looking at the naked photos of your mom. But not even that. I, I wonder what it's like as these women grow up, right? As you grow, you hope or you grow up, hopefully you're, you're growing, you know, as well, you know, mentally, I just wonder, um, what that's like for, for women, um, as they grow up, that, for women, that they lose. no, I know that, but I just, well, you're wondering, yeah. that's, what, that's what happens. There walk, yeah. There's a lot more videos now of, I've seen like, you just scroll through and you'll see a video of a girl like doing her sad pouty face and a dude just walking off and going like, he left me as soon as he found out that I do adult industry stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it could be only fans or have their own, like, you know, whatever accounts they have for that. Yeah. And the guy going like, not interested in that. Good men aren't looking for, you know, women who are posting themselves naked to everybody like publicly. You can see me masturbate for a subscription. Like good guys are like, I don't want a girl who's doing that, you know, and they're finding the guys who are attracted to them because they are sexual or they're hot. But guys who are choosing a woman because she's sexual or hot will just be looking for the next thing that is sexual or hot. They'll be just jumping to the next attractive thing. And women who are attracted to guys for money will get what they want, then jump to the next guy with money. They'll just, you'll keep building this unhealthy attraction based on what it is that you're promoting. I, I struggle. I struggle with that mentality mm-hmm. of um, just being going on to the next and on to the next and on to the next. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, I, I really don't get it. I don't understand that mindset of like, just on to the, and cycling through people like that. I don't, I really don't understand it. Why would people, why 
people do that, especially like at, at least, you know, as you grow up and now you're like, okay, now I, I see that that's probably not the right behavior, but you still see people like cycling through. What is Denial that? is the core. Denial is the core curse. It is not me. You should love me for what I am. And it doesn't matter what I do. I should not be measured based on what I, what my worth is. I should be measured based on just being. And yet every single thing that they're using is to go, I'm going to measure you based on your, what you provide or what you do and what you can do for me, but you should love me for who I am. And that's mm -hmm. very difficult. Yeah. You're good. We mm -hmm. got a daughter. You want to be on the show? <laughs> Come on in. We're recording right now. Go yeah. ahead and get on the show and tell everybody. Yeah. There she is. <laughs> there she is we're live all right yeah. go dominate yeah have fun be safe love you yeah we have three teenagers so we well they I have to face this world the world we're talking I, about which is they're directly in the middle of it and we're going to see what happens to them because they're going to be influenced that they get to choose we try hard and they have the allure the allure will be there where that one can when she has her own place do whatever she's going to do mm -hmm. and she can make as much money as she probably wants to Mm -hmm. That's going to be I'm, one of the allures that's sitting in front of her. She's I'm, have a I'm hoping we've instilled enough morals and values. That's really what I hope because I would not want that for my girls. And it, what I dad want would that want either. that for their girls either? <laughs> Nobody wants that for their kids. And like, that. no, no one wants that. Nope, but so. she has to choose. It's not my battle. All we can do is hope that we've given her enough tools to make choices to value herself. It's. It's not my call. <laughs> Once she leaves this building, it's going to be her world, and she's got to choose how she's going to handle it. Yeah. And so, you know, we can always pray that she makes good choices that don't compromise herself in the long run, but we're going to have to love her through it. It's going to just be the hard road if she well, chooses hope to. She doesn't do it. <laughs> I hope. I hope not. Listen, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pro that, that behavior. Hate that. It's not my thing. I hope yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll, they'll all have to face these choices. And that's all the women right now. The allure is heavy. That's the point. Is it, it, They can make well, more than six figures very, mm -hmm. very quickly just by being. Well, I think, yeah. It's a very heavy allure. Mm -hmm. Guys don't get to play this game as much. We can't go and shake our butt or show our wieners and get nearly as much. There's like tiniest percentage of guys with bright shiny eyes who can pull this shit off who are just in the gym all day long mm -hmm. tiny amount of dudes but regular dudes just showing their ding dong it's just it's not, not gonna yeah. get the allure and women that a woman. operate so differently too like we don't get that option we yeah. have to have burden so, of performance yeah. we can't just show our beauty and get money it doesn't we don't even have the same infrastructure yeah it doesn't work yeah no, so we don't have the same. I'll bet your ass dudes will be out there if it worked, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they would. If they could, like, I just show my ding dong and get a ton of money. It doesn't work like that. Guys, just uh, we don't have that same currency. Mm -mm. No, it's a tough world. Tough world out there. It's not easy. Now women also have not only this burden of beauty that can be exploited at their own hand um, and compromise relationships because a good man is not going to want to be with a porn star. Like that's going to be a heavy cost for ladies. The, there's the good men, the ones who are in that like top twenty mm percent. -hmm. They they can choose. They're not settlers. They can choose. I don't have to choose. I don't have to settle for you. Mm -hmm. And like you're going to go be with a girl who everybody, everybody you know, all your buddies can just watch her masturbate in front of them. Like that's your girl. 
The yeah, good guys I, are going to be like, I'm good. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I don't want to watch you out no, there. No, just, we, get, we get it. Well, like, yeah, I get it. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> just saying. Me, personally, yeah. I wouldn't ever want to be with somebody who's I, like, she masturbates in front of everybody for a living. That's just not my choice. Well, but I know I'm in the top 20%. And so I just wouldn't choose that. I wouldn't pick that. Mm-hmm. And so I go off of your values of, I'm a lady and I don't do those things. Okay. Yeah. It's just not my choice. I wouldn't choose it, but yeah, a lot of my guys wouldn't like either. That. They're not looking to be with porn stars. But the less healthy a guy is, the more likely he'll be like, Don't I don't have anything. I don't have the worth or self-worth for myself to hold a boundary or a line on something like that. And so there will be thousands of guys who send her money and will use her for her looks and want to they'll send naked pictures of themselves and they'll want ratings or whatever shit that are happening. It's a weird industry. And that's where they're going to be compromised pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, a simp mentality. There are white knights out there who are very toxic to the male community. There's really weird stuff happening. And while I wish it was a very small percentage, the allure is going to, it's going to get really bad. Probably within the next five years, it's going to get very, very difficult. It's, it's too easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy. And that's probably the hard, hard way because right now we're in an instant gratification society mm-hmm. and, and you can make a lot of money very easy and safe. You're home. Mm-hmm. You stay home. Well, even without that stuff, like without making money, doing all those things, people's morals and values and naturally I think as a society are also going down. Mm-hmm. Like you see the behavior that's happening out there and a lot of it is, is not good. Like people are not valuing themselves or have the self-worth. And so I think that's why you also see like, there's a lot of behaviors out there that are not on both sides, you know, men talking to multiple girls at a time or hooking up with multiple girls at a time. And they're in a relationship. Like that's just people, people, because the the, the numbers right now is the women are doing more than men. Like the way it's out right now, as much as I'm like, men are doing all this. No, it's people right now. It's not men. It's people. Women are doing more than men right now. And women are responsible Mm -hmm. for divorce by their own accord. Mm -hmm. Like things they did. I just, I'm just tired. Like what the fuck's that guy? Again, it goes. He just didn't meet my needs. What are your needs? Whatever I want. That's not, that's a want, not a need. I think it goes back to your instant gratification though. It's, we live in a disposable society. We live in right now a me society where everyone is only looking out, not everyone. A lot of people are looking out for themselves. What do I gain from it? What do I get? Um, If I can get something different or better, I'm just going to get rid of, toss someone else in the garbage and I'm going to go on to the next thing. Like, as a society, why are we treating people like that? Why do you think that's happening? Because it can. We're in good times. There's no there's no danger. People can just make whatever problems they want, and it's me, me, me. Get mine. They, they're doing it because yeah, there's no consequence. It. Women are getting glorified and praised for doing bad behavior. I, it, mm, they are. But even that glorification and that. And you get like, rewarded for divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. They're getting glorified. True. They're getting they're getting rewards for bad behavior. But what what inside of people like isn't there something that just tells you like I know within me there's something that says like even if that's the case that still like does not make me feel good. You speak for ladies. I'm not a woman. You what do you 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 do the work here, babe? What do you got? I don't I don't know. I don't know why they're doing that. 
maybe because they can, or maybe because their friends groups is, is encouraging it. Like maybe they're not doing as much work on themselves. So they're just kind of grasping at straws and like, I don't know. What do you think it is? I already told you, I think it's be because they can. People reveal there's no themselves. consequence. There's no consequences. Yeah. People will go as far as they can until there's a consequence and they're getting rewards for doing behavior they would hate done to themselves. Th that's exactly it. So yes. if, if you get that's a treat it. every time you shit on the floor, guess where I'm shitting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what's happening is people get rewarded for hurting people. If a woman divorces a man, the court systems are in her favor, period. Even if he's an upstanding citizen and she's mm -hmm. a heroin addict, it's in his favor yeah, or her favor. Like He's going to have to fight, especially for yeah. children. And I had a buddy of mine when he was getting divorced, his attorney said that. He's like, if, if she was a, a drug addict and you were an upstanding citizen, if they caught her with the kids, needle in the arm, blacked out, strangers in the house, they would take the kids out until she was done with rehabilitation, and then she would get the kids back. Like the court systems are stacked, even if mom is not good mom, they're stacked in her favor. Now, there are certain states that are starting to go 50-50, and uh, they try and push for 50-50. And there's dads we have that have, like said, we are not going down without a fight. There are good men out there, and they will fight for their children, mm -hmm. and they have won. Mm -hmm. because not all these ladies are they're really dropping the ball on their own accountability. And so they're destroying their children. And the guys are starting to say like, no, we will do a better job. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are showing that children with fathers well, are doing substantially better than children with just mothers. Yeah. I also think though, too, like, you know, as people are getting divorced and it comes down to, even if he maybe wasn't good to you, but you know that he's a good dad or a decent dad or can provide for his kids or at least be there. I think that there needs to be fathers in the homes. The fathers do need to be present unless they're like, and both sides are extremely abusive, then that's different, right? But as women, if you're getting a divorce and you're taking your, you're holding your kids hostage from your spouse or their father or are fighting for the money just to you're fighting for the money so they also have them every other weekend every other weekend is not a relationship it's tough. and I, I feel for the dads on that 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 sucks and i know it happens more to the men than it does the women women get they get the kids most of the time they and get rewarded for hurting someone for what they love yep and if here's what's so messed up too Let's just use a scenario. If it's the woman's, let's say the woman cheated on the guy, mm -hmm. right? And he's like, this is not what I wanted. I want to get a divorce, but unfortunately we have to because I don't trust you anymore. And the woman's like, we're going to get divorced. I'm going to get half of your stuff. And just to let you know, you're going to be paying me even more because now I'm keeping the kids and I'm fighting against you to keep the kids more. So then you have to pay more. Mm -hmm. It's all about money because if it wasn't, and this guy was a good dad, it would split 50-50. Well, it's not all about money. She wanted to cheat on him and be with somebody else. So she broke every vow there is, and then she gets all the money for it. Yeah. And she gets the power to say, you can not You can see your kids when you can or not. That, he didn't do anything. To me, that's not looking out for the kids. It's, Hold again, on, selfish. Baby. What? Hold on. Sorry. I know that you're soapboxing a little. 
<laughs> like when it comes down to this stuff, you're watching the behavior that this is a good man who didn't do anything wrong. And she started cheating on him, then yeah. decided she wanted to be done with the marriage. He didn't have to do anything for this. And then he's a good father, but now he can't see his children. And now he has to give her money to like for the kids that he wants to have with her, with him. He wants the kids, but now he has to give money to a woman so he can date or he can pay for her dates to be with somebody else when the whole time he's like, I, I was just doing what I was supposed to do as a, as a father and a man. And now I've lost my wife. I probably lost my home. I've lost my children. I've lost my purpose. I've lost everything. And now all my, all my retirement, that half of that went to her too. I've seen that happen. And like, I didn't actually do anything fucked up. So sad. Like, and now those are the guys I have. They're like, dude, she's going for blood. And all I ever did was give her everything she has. Like her whole life. She stayed at home. Like she, I work, I did all the work for her. Everything she has is from me. And now she wants to take everything that I have that I built for us. And she's like, now I can't have my own things and I have to pay for her to have the, all of them. I, I didn't do anything for that. I, I don't understand. Good I, I, men are being punished for yeah. being good but and even, bad women are being rewarded for being right. bad. But even as a woman, it's hard for me to, to understand what is in what's within you that agrees with that behavior other They're, than it's a selfish behavior. True colors, babe. People reveal themselves. If there are no consequences, people will show you who they really are. They're getting rewarded, and so they'll hurt people to the maximum extent. When I say women do not have empathy for men, this is what I mean. There's not even a consideration. In fact, it's justified and somehow glorified that I'm the good one because I deserve it. And there are good guys who are being annihilated for being good. Mm -hmm. And women who are being glorified for being what would be the receiving end, evil. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Sad situation. It is. It is, but people are um, making different decisions. Again, uh, this is the writing on the wall. Right now, women are doing behavior that is the opportunity. Right now, they're going to look back and go, fuck, ladies, you had the opportunity when you got the microphone, when you got a voice, when you had the chance to lead, when you could run the show. That was our chance. That was what women fought for to say, we will show you we are more empathetic, nurturing, compassionate, understanding. We have an ability to connect heart to heart. We can lead with a compassion that makes it so people feel good to do what they do. This is your chance. Mm -hmm. And you're watching women when they have control be worse. They're being just like a weak leader man. A man who is a weak leader will be abusive with his power. Mm -hmm. A weak man will abuse his power. Well, now you have women who are not as strong as men who are abusing their power. And I guarantee you just about every woman out there can name a time they saw a woman in power destroy another woman. Absolutely. Like just, just create a case. Just, yeah. she just doesn't like her. And because of her authority has made that girl's life fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. And you're going to tell me this is women do it better. Mm -mm. No, we're exposing that women probably aren't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come to a head. We're like, well, we gave you guys the chance. We saw what you did with it. 
You destroyed your boys. You destroyed your sons. You destroyed your, your, your work. You destroyed your, your family. You destroyed your men. You destroyed everything for your own selfish greed. You had no empathy, no compassion, no understanding, and no ability to slow the fuck down when you got emotional. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not supposed to call the shots anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to get to a point where it goes back to might makes right. And I don't like it because we have three girls. It's not going to be good for them where they're going to go. Like, if you want it, fucking take it. And you can't, mm -hmm. you can't take it. You're mm -hmm. not strong. You can't take it. And men will start going, no, we're going to do what is right. No, no more who is right. Yeah. And it's, it's needed. Men do need to stand up and men need to be the, the leaders. And we talk about this, about having like firm boundaries and, and, no is a complete sentence. You say that often, like that's what we need our, our men to be, whether we like it or not, because men bring the structure and they don't waver with a ton of emotions. And that's one thing that society needs. We need our men to be strong because it creates safety um, as a society. And I, I believe it creates safety for us women too. Yeah. You won't like it when a man puts a boundary on you but you'll like it that you have a structure. Yeah. You won't like it, but you'll like it. Yeah. It's, it's a little like, sexy. Yeah. It's like, you're not going <laughs> to like that. I tell you this is what's best for us because I have your best interest yeah. at heart, but you will like the structure that comes from me taking on the burden of if it goes wrong, it's on me. And if it goes right, it's on us. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You're a good leader when it comes to that. Thank you, baby. Mm -hmm. I lean into what is right. <laughs> It was a little, me. it's a little hard for me. Like I'm still learning, but it is hard for me to let go. I'm like, I got it. It's fine. I got it. But then when you have someone that takes the lead and it's like, no, the intention is for us. And you can trust that intention is, is good. Like the weight that's lifted off your shoulders where you understand, like, I don't have to take care of everything or feel like I have to take care of everything is, is pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still promote you to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Like, I don't want that's you to be, I don't want you to be, I'm not going to um, be weak or subordinate no, to point where you can't that's take not care what of I'm yourself. talking about. Yeah. But I think it's important because like people will view that as like, now you have to be so submissive. You don't do anything for yourself. No, I'm like, not even close. That would go against my, yeah. Agreed. I, yeah. I, I value your independence, but I also think that there's like a, a degree of understanding for our dynamic and everybody's dynamic will be different. Right. So I also disagree that what works for us works for everyone. It mm -hmm. doesn't. You're all different. We're all right. different people. So your strengths and what you do, I like that you do the things that make you feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean it always has to be dishes because it's not. You work your ass off. And to a degree, you really enjoy being able to achieve the things that you do. Well, I support that. But also, I do support autonomy where I have enough where I can go if things went off the rails. And I do want you to be okay if anything happened to go off the rails. Mm -hmm. Not saying I want anything to happen, but, you know, should anything go wrong, even if it were catastrophic, even if I were, you know, killed in an accident or something happened that was like totally unforeseen that now I'm not around. Well, I would like you to be okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to have to suffer because I took care of everything and left you the in, in able to mm -hmm. be, be able to take care of yourself or the girls, you know? So I, I also support autonomy on both sides, but together we make 100, 100 makes 200, not 50, 50 creates codependency. Mm -hmm. I want you solid. I'm solid together. We complement. Yeah. 
And we're not competing. It's not who's better or who's worse. It's let's do it together, babe. And mm -hmm. I do want you to be okay no matter what. Together we're better. But if anything went wrong, if you'd left, I need to be okay. And if I did leave or was killed or something happened, you need to be okay. I still believe that's what is best. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I want that shit. I'm just saying if that happened, I need you to not be so dependent that it no, destroys and I Right. But I was, I was, I was raised, which gave me the belief system about men, but don't move in with anybody or get married unless you can take care of yourself financially. And that's how, that's how I was raised. So that is still within me. Like it is important that I can financially take care of myself because I don't ever want to be in a situation where I, where I feel stuck or I can't get out. And I know there's a lot of women that put themselves in that position. I, we don't have a societal setup right now where the infrastructure we have, and this is not to be too political, but the infrastructure is designed to make it so you cannot have a single household no, income anymore. Exactly. And that's our government failing us. And they've been setting this up since the 70s. It's been pretty loud. And so it's not like, oh, this administration, is, it's been in the works for a long time to make sure that both families have yeah. to work or fathers are not in the house. And that has been happening for a very yeah. long time, even especially the welfare system. And um, even, you know, I guess to be, you know, who was targeted racially, black people were targeted racially very hard politically, uh, you know. And so those are things I don't want to get into too deeply, but like I have to mm -hmm. acknowledge that they were there. And redlining and, you know, welfare, removing fathers is rewarded. Uh, this has started to destroy the infrastructure of the family. Mm -hmm. And you're watching the families start to, you know, degrade from the inside out where you just start removing men, start removing yep. fathers, start yep. removing the structure, start removing the logical one, start removing the one who's protecting, start removing the one who's able to be rational in the, in the crisis, start removing the safety security and make it so that the government or finances or money comes from, you know, a program and not mm -hmm. from a family unit. Yeah. And then you make it so that women feel like they now have to do just as much, if not more than the man, whether it's measured that way, they feel like now it's like just not fair and women get overloaded faster than guys do. Well, the family falls apart. And so women are always going to be trying to seek what they can get instead of being a, a partner that can say, how can we have reciprocity? How can we both serve and give to each other? Yeah, it's a downfall of society. And a lot of this happens, even if you look at because we're in good times. We talked about this this morning. Mm -hmm. We're in good times, which makes us so we can make small problems, big problems. We can have just disagreements become a reason to hate. But if we actually had real problems, and so I, I've made an example this morning with her. I'm like, if we had an influx of wildlife. If like all of a sudden nature just had a boom and now there was like way more wolves and and the geographical location for panthers and fucking, you know, lions and shit was like all over. And so now you have to really be aware of nature on the way to your car, like you know, going from your doorstep to your car, you have to make sure you're working out. You have to make sure you're in good shape because you have to sprint to make sure a fucking <laughs> cheetah doesn't come out of the right. fucking bushes on yeah. you. And you have to be ready for whatever craziness and wildlife is out there. Well, we're out of the food chain for that. So you don't have to evade a pack of wolves when you're running into the mall. You know, we don't have to be in danger in this way. There's no threat that's around the corner that's even just from a natural thing. It's just mm -hmm. not around. And so we don't have to fight for food. 
not yet at least we you've got food water shelter clothing in yep. fact you can go and shop now for luxury instead of survival like yeah we're in good times and so then what are what are the problems in good times you just don't agree with what i agree with or you don't do what i think you should do we're in tiny problems mm -hmm. disagreement is not that's not the hardest part of the day it's true but if you had a fucking pack of wolves on you and you <laughs> could die today, <laughs> your, your gratitude for your minutes starts getting higher sure. when people start turning into food for a different pack. Yeah. You're going to be like, baby, I made it. And I'm so, I, or the wolves almost got me today. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I barely made it. I am so grateful to be here. And you're like, baby, I just disagreed with how you put the forks in the dishwasher and be like, I don't give a Doesn't fuck care. if you throw the dishwasher yeah, outside. Man. Like we got a dishwasher. We lucky. Just run it. Yeah. Like yep. we wouldn't care because we yep. would be in harder times and that would make us stronger people. But we're in good times and it's making weak people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. All right. You feel good? I feel good. We did it. Babe. I feel good. Yeah. I, I had a feeling um, I had some more questions here. I had a feeling it was going we to go off. I had a feeling this was going to be your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're so, you're so boxes, bitch. I feel like I held back a little bit. Oh, dude. more More than normal. You I'm sure saving did. it for the live that we're going to do tonight. You sure did, babe. <laughs> you did great. But good job. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, baby. And I love you. I love you, too. And, um... Yeah, thank you for sharing about the community of men that you're you're changing people's lives. You really are. Very proud of you. Click the links in the bio, book some calls, talk yeah. to our men. And we encourage our guys to challenge everything. You should challenge my competency. You should come in and see if what we really do is what we really do. Uh, there's a lot of bullshitters out there. So you should come in with a skeptical heart and you should ask hard questions. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't measure up for what you believe is best for you, don't fucking do it. Yeah. And if you go like, this is obviously some category I've never seen before. It's not therapy. It's not life coaching. It's not, you know, motivational speaking. It's not, you know, just watch videos and then go fuck yourself. Like this is a real, real community, real thing, a real gathering of Camelot and alphas, just all building up alphas. Mm -hmm. Well, that's for you. Well, let's come and get your confidence back. sew your balls back on and make it so you're the leader you were always meant to be. So let's get your warrior coming out of you and let's get to work. Yeah, I love it. Well right. said. Thanks, baby. All right. All right. Good job. Click on the button and you can become the hero in your own story. It's time to start making the choices to change. And the evolution that you're going to do begins with choosing the next step. This is the way. And together, we're always stronger. <laughs>